Spooky time. Hey, spooky time. The, the spookiest. It's that time of the week. Oh, that year? Oh, week? Okay. Um, spooky time. So spooky. Uh, so what movie did we watch this week? Just remind me. Uh, Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde. Whoa, whoa. It's a, it's a, it's a gender bender of a take on the, the Robert, what is it, Robert Stevenson novel. Okay. Uh, it's classically Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Okay. And this was like Hammerfist uh, Productions, right? 1970s Hammer Hammer horror. I, I really like... British horror. I like the Hammerfist films, and it, it it's because there's like a quaint corniness to it, and also relative to a lot of uh, film productions at the time, like, you know, they actually have like a lot of hot women just loaded in there. They don't really contribute to much, except that they're hot, so it's like nice eye candy as you're watching. Um, and there's a lot of gory stuff, again, by comparison to... Well, in this movie they do, because the main villain is actually the woman. Yeah, and it it was very interesting, because like, the woman is the, the hottest in the film. Like She's the hottest chick in the film, and it's it just creeps you out a little bit, because you're like... God, she's so hot, but then it's like, oh, yeah, but she's also that dude. And I'm like, ah. But she also wants to murder everyone. But also have sex with the brother that lives above them. Um, well, it also kind of, I thought it was an interesting take. I don't, I've never actually read the the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde novel or really seen the other movies, actually. So this, this even though they're pretty famous, like I've, uh, I feel like I knew the gist of the story, but I don't actually know how the original ends, if it ends the same way. We should probably, we should have probably have watched that one then, because I've never seen a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde or spinoff ever before, so. Yeah, I think I saw, like, scenes from other versions, but I never saw, like, the ending, so I actually don't know how the story ends in the original version. If if he dies, like, in this version, or if it has a different ending. I'm guessing it's probably the same. It probably. So, should we run down, like, a small plot of the movie? Yeah, so basically it's like the classic setup. Um, was it the 1800s in this movie? 1800s London? Yeah, like late 19th century. Yeah, so it's like late 1800s. I think it's kind of like... It's almost like they're trying to set it during the exact same time period, I feel like, as Jack the Ripper. Yeah, that kind of makes sense, because they keep saying ripping or whatever, like the rip murderer or whatever. And and it's all taking place in Whitechapel, which is the famous neighborhood where Jack the Ripper murdered all of those prostitutes. So it's, I feel like they're kind of replacing Jack the Ripper with Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde in this movie. Or well, sister so is that maybe just the original story too? Is it was kind of a play off that? I don't know because I never read the original story, but um, well, we could be salacious it, and make it up. But for this movie, yeah, it's it felt like it was just kind of like exactly the same setup as as uh like the jack the ripper killings it's like the same area of london and he's murdering pros or he she whatever is murdering prostitutes just like jack the ripper and it's the same era and so there's a lot of similarities but the main difference is is that 
in this story, he's uh, he turns into a murderer. The murderer is a, uh, a scientist trying to find immortality through like female hormones. <laughs> And turns out he's successful and turns into a hot chick. So. He's actually successful originally with a fly. But then he had to... Yeah, so I don't know how much sympathy to really feel for the Dr. Jekyll character because the movie constantly tries to make you sympathize with him, but he ends up murdering a bunch of the women, you know, prior to, like, the homicidal side of Mrs. Hyde or whatever. Um, so I don't totally understand that. Um, well, and it's kind of funny because it's like they they play it like he's really torn and he's on the fence. But he keeps and then like he starts and then he, and then he has one conversation with that girl and she's like, he's like, well, do you save the life raft or the cruiser or whatever for the greater like uh, enhancement of mankind? And she's like, well, of course you you have to kill the people on the life raft to save all the people on the cruiser. And he's like, okay, that's my answer. And then he just goes like full, like, well, that's, just like a 180. And then he's like, I'm going on a killing spree that's, then. That's a good story for all the uh, children listening or people listening, whatever. Um, the logical implications of your moral codes lead you to becoming a gender bender um, psychopathic killer. <laughs> well, it's like, there's actually, I remember in my, I had a philosophy class and I remember there's a term for that too. It's like, um, it's like for the greater good or whatever, where it's like the, whatever is best for the most number of people needs to, you need to do that. Well, of, wait, it's just like a utilitarian assessment or something like that. Yeah. Utilitarianism. It's basically like the classic utilitarian argument where it's like, this is the greatest thing for the greatest number of people. Therefore I'm going to pursue it. Yeah. And there's all sorts of issues, um, with that but anyways besides this being... but that's but that's like dr jekyll's philosophy that's what he's thinking when he's doing this he's like okay i'm gonna kill all these people but yeah in the but long he's also run, dumb because i'm gonna have... like that quickly it's like oh yeah of course i have to kill these people yeah yeah so it's like basically all of a sudden he goes full utilitarian he's like oh so for the so in order to find immortality for all humanity i need to kill this small section of humanity so in the long run we can all be immortals is basically what he's thinking but it turns out you just become hot chicks <laughs> you're not even immortal you just become a hot chick that's it might be better a, murder, a murderous hot chick mm -hmm. um yeah and then the other thing too that they didn't do in this film uh they don't really look at the laboratories as much in like other hammer fist films and so basically i don't see the connection with you kill this woman but then you just drink some green vial it's like is the extracting essence or something from her or like they never really get into that process in the film yeah no they don't really show any of that but i guess the assumption is like he's just drinking their essence or something like that is that kind of the idea something like that or their hormones yeah i think they didn't want to show that just because like it's like they they probably didn't have the budget and also it's just like if they did, it probably would have been, like, cheesy as hell. Well, maybe, but I mean, like, the well, whatever, it's uh, directorial choices, I guess. Um, and then, let's see, what else? Uh, I thought it was very funny when uh, he would turn into, like, Mrs. Hyde or whatever. And so they live under a flat, or he lives under a flat where there's, like, a brother and sister upstairs. And so I guess the idea is, like, he's constantly between, like, liking her as Dr. Jekyll, but liking the brother as Mrs. Hyde. And it was just kind of interesting to see, like, it was just kind of funnier when he turned into Mrs. Hyde and then, like, trying to have sex with the brother because that just kind of seemed more comical uh, to the extent where he's like, 
Well, Mrs. Hyde's hot. And it's like, oh, you're making out with Dr. Jekyll. <laughs> I don't know. It just oh weird. yeah, there was that weird scene too, where it's like, um, it was like the sister who's in love with, uh, no, the the brother of the the woman that's in love with uh, Jekyll is. There's like a scene with him and Sister Hyde, and he's like, "You can't imagine what this what this does to a man." And then there's like a pause, and then <laughs> Sister Hyde's like, "Oh," and then she gets I a bone. And th- no, ah! and then she's like, "Oh, but," and then she's like, "Oh, but I can imagine." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh my well, god!" Well, I mean, like those are just like the corny, crappy lines. Like, "Oh, it's, well, a, no, dude. it's, it's like, a dude! Oh my god!" Well, no, Did it's like he has no dude? idea because it's like there's like a pause. He's like, "I know." Oh yes, I can. Because like there's like a pause before she says "imagine," so he's like, "Oh yes, I can." And then he's just like, "Whoa, what the hell?" And then she's like, "Imagine." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying the corny part is like it, they're trying to make it obvious to the audience, like, "It's a dude! It's a dude!" Oh my god, it's a dude. But it's not a and, dude. But, and he doesn't anymore. know it's a dude. Oh my god. No, but it's not a dude anymore. Oh well, It's transformed. Mm-hmm. It's a mutant. <laughs> well, no, it's a hot chick. Like, super hot. It's, it's kind of hard to, you know. But that's the thing. question. Is it still a dude? It's it's a mutant. Like, it's not a dude or a woman. It's a constantly transforming creature at that point. Well, it's a social construct. So, yeah. It's a social construct. Yeah, I know, I know. Um... I gotta stop saying. Um, anything else that kind of struck you in the film that was really interesting? Um, I kind of liked how they did the transformation scenes of the face. That was pretty good. Those were, yeah, like especially in the mirror scenes, uh, like that. There was like cracked mirrors, and they would show like the faces kind of transforming back and forth, and it was just very creepy and eerie and cool looking. And then at the end of the film, that was the creepiest part where Dr. Jekyll is trying to escape from the cops or whatever. He falls from a building and dies, but it was like mid-transformation into Mrs. Hyde. So the end result is like you see this really disfigured uh, face, you know, dead face or whatever. Um, one One thing that did kind of annoy me about this film, though, was like a lot of the kills. Because for a lot of the kills, it kind of annoyed me because it just showed the knife and then it would just flash to the wall and then you just see fake blood like spraying on a wall. And they don't even really show like hardly anything on on screen. You just see the fake blood. Except for one kill that was really good was the one where was the one where he's with like the prostitute and she's like, oh, un, undo my corset. And then he goes over there and he just has the knife and slashes it. And she's like, oh, you're right. And then she, he literally just stabs her through the throat. And you see the knife come out the other side. That was one really good kill. Well, I didn't even remember that part, but uh, I was drunk as I was watching this. So I was like going in and out of sleep. Uh, but I still liked the film. Yeah, it was, it was the one where she was like, oh, you're a gentleman. Yeah, I told, I'm blanking on that completely. Oh, but... <laughs> you're blanking on that. But yeah, overall, it was less gory than, say, other... Hammer Fist films, oddly. You would well, that's just like horror. that's just like a problem that I have with like a lot of horror films. Actually, is just like when they market themselves as horror films, but then none, like ninety percent of the gore is off screen. Like you don't even see; it. you just see like a, a blood splatter on a wall, and then it's just like cut to black. Well, do you think that might just be more of like a U.S. and U.K. issue as opposed to like other countries? Mm, no because like a lot of other british horror films and american horror films like it it's all on screen it just varies from movie to movie 
really it's not even decade to decade it's movie to movie and just depends on the director i guess and how they how their budget is and how they want to show it but yeah. this one did have one really like that one kill was pretty damn gruesome and solid with where it was like stabbed through the throat and you see the knife come out the other side mm -hmm. but other than that some of them were just like totally off like actually i'd say most of them were totally off screen where you see the knife come in and then it just flashes to a wall and you just see the blood splatter but it, it's a good cheesy film. I like it. Um, and it, it, for me, it's always just like you get 70s film brain and the film is just that much more interesting to me just on a cinema graphic level. I, I have nothing smart to say about this film and I don't have anything smart to say in general. So I, I don't know how I mean, to really I think describe it's, this film. I think it's... I think it's a good, fun film. I mean, I can't really compare it to any of the other versions of the story because I haven't seen them, but... Yeah, we'll probably have to actually watch a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde film at some point. Like like a straightforward like one that follows the, the book, probably. Right, and doesn't... And just compare it. <laughs> and no hot women can be in the film. None. Well, the funny we thing to, is... is we the have guy to curate who, ones the, where it's just ugly chicks or just all dudes. Well, the funny thing, too, is, is the guy who wrote the book is the same guy who that dr jekyll and mr hyde is the same guy who wrote treasure island don't even remember what treasure island's about oh my god i i, I mean like I, did you just have no childhood whatsoever no i did but it all like blacked out when i got too drunk so <laughs> um you never read or saw any of the adaptations of treasure island my liver is blurring my memory right now okay like uh oh my god yeah Something about boys and pirates, I don't know. It's a uh, classic. Yeah, yeah, it is very classic. Yeah. So, he made Treasure Island. Cool for him. Whatever. Um, well, no, it's the same author. Well, I know. Whatever. Whatever. F*** him. I don't know. <laughs> uh, now, I'm really drawing a blank. I, I, I genuinely like this film. I enjoyed it. and um, As opposed to another film I was watching the same night that it was couldn't follow there's like too much into it so this was just like a nice you know relaxing thing you can just mm -hmm. kind of shoot the shit and watch with people yeah i feel like hammer horror films in general like they're always a good time like i haven't seen a hammer horror film that i didn't appreciate on some level like i haven't seen a hammer horror film like oh my god that was awful well i mean they're like, usually well like they're not like awful and like oh my god this is hard to watch it's, it's no that's it's why just i said like it's awful they're... in a fun way that you would watch it no but i'm saying like if it's fun and you'd watch it it's not awful that's what i'm saying like well, they made so many movies and i haven't seen one yet i mean granted i haven't seen all of them but i've seen a lot of them and they're all pretty fun movies like what well, it just meaning that i mean they're i mean they're b movies they they had small budgets and they're working on like uh you know with basically short time frames small budgets and they're cranking out these movies like crazy but they're all generally pretty fun good b movies like i enjoy them yeah and what i mean by it's so awful it's fun is just that when uh it, it's basically just like they become cult status films like films that are otherwise generally under budget or shitty looking but there's something genuine and unironic about how bad they are that it's actually enjoying to watch well once again i wouldn't say that they're how bad they are i would just I'm not say saying they're, they're terrible fun. films but they hit that nice threshold where it's like yeah it's corny but i like that it's corny yeah i mean you know, like you could say they're kind of campy low budget fun films that's, like they're not they don't take themselves very 
Yeah, they don't take themselves seriously at all. Like they're not like going for Oscars. It's it's like a different tier of films. You can't compare it. But they're not being super ironic either, which is endearing. Yeah, it's kind of a happy medium. They're not being super ironic. That's or, like, exactly my compliment to the film. That's the but whole then, point. Yeah. But like that's just like it's nice to see because I hadn't seen like a seventies Hammer horror film before this one. This was the first one I saw. So and isn't I'd this the, the ones... last one that Hammer horror like ever made or? No, no, they've actually made a bunch after this one, too. Oh, okay. I think they stopped in, like, 75, 76, but then they restarted, so they're actually still making movies Wait, wasn't now. this film 76, or was it? No, I think this was earlier, like, early 70s, but... Okay. But actually, you know, um, the, I think it's called The Woman in Black, the, the Daniel Radcliffe, like, horror film that came out, like, maybe five years ago. Oh, that I was actually a ha- That was actually a Hammer horror film. The and actually, I think the, and actually, I think the remake of Let the Right One In was actually technically a Hammer Horror film, too. Oh, weird. Yeah, so they're actually still making movies now. So they folded, and then now they're back to making movies. Sweet. Well, and actually, some of them are really critically acclaimed, like the new version of Let the Right One In. That's actually a Hammer Horror film. Okay, cool. We'll have to watch it. Worth checking out. All right. All right. Well, good time. Till next time. Yeah, yeah. Spookiness. Spooks. Till next week's. Oh, wait. Spookiness. <laughs> Till next week's All spookiness. Right. All right. Suze. Bye. Bye.